Welcome to Joyful Marketing. I'm Simone Soul, and I teach you how to get your life coaching practice fully booked without having to pay for ads, buy Instagram followers, or complicated sales funnels. It's not rocket science, and you can do it too. Listen on to find out how. Hey, it's Simone here. This is an excerpt from a limited podcast series I'm doing with Carl Lowenthal called Outside the White Box, where we weave together our unofficial expertise in history, philosophy, sociology, etc., and thought work to challenge the quote-unquote white box of mainstream self-development and to elevate the coaching conversation. You can listen to the full episode on your favorite podcast platform by subscribing to Outside the White Box. I'm just thinking of this like horrifying marketing example I remember from like my 20s, which is like... It's just like so upsetting. It was like a Dunkin' Donuts at some kind of coffee chain. And they were advertising a drink that was like caramel colored that involved milk. And they called it a mulata. Oh, which, gosh. Yeah. So if you know <laughs> anything about history, you would know that mulatto is a pejorative term used to describe people of certain racial and ethnic backgrounds and mixed race heritage and and the American South. I'm pretty sure it's possible also used in other countries, but has very intense racist overtones, right? And so like, to me, that's an example. Like, yeah, you could call that being conscious of racial relations, but also this is just like, this is basic history. Like, I feel like if you were exposed to, if you understood anything about American history, you would, it would set off a flag that that was an insane name for a coffee drink. You saying that it also... Speaking of Mad Men and everything, you yeah. know, when ad culture really blossomed, right, really burgeoned was from, I think, like the 50s on with like when American consumerism really started, you know, burgeoning mm-hmm. with the development of this sort of like American modern economy. And I think very much like the way you got people to buy things that weren't essential, like this brand of detergent, this vacuum cleaner, this brand of orange juice, the moms prefer, whatever, right? Was by selling them an ideal of what their lives will be like and an, an ideal of who they'll become, right? I am this kind of person when I smoke this kind of cigarettes, like, right? Mm-hmm. right? And that kind of aspirational, you can become who you want to be. You can craft an, an idealized life the best version of yourself and your family through purchasing, right? And so that's what these people were selling. So that, now that I think about it, makes a lot more sense when you consider the history of capitalism and you consider the history of consumerism as sort of, you know, led by the United States in the second half of the 20th century. And if you think about it a lot, that's how a lot of coaching is sold as well, right? Mm -hmm. You buy coaching and then you will attain this vision of of your life when you have six packs and whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. So- that's another way that historical context plays into it. And that's such a good example because like, why did we have all of this additional stuff all of a sudden? Because of the ramp up in manufacturing during World War II, exactly. right? Which is like a historical context too. I mean, I think like there's so many ways in which just understanding the, obviously what we need to call this podcast is something about context. Right? It's like context contextual because- By the way, it's episode two, Cara, and I haven't decided what this is called. I don't know what this called. is called. This is like having a baby you don't name for six months, like which actually is what some cultures do. Yeah, but the sort of like not having that context. And I think to use a like kind of intense example, but one I just think is so fascinating because it shows us how our thoughts change over time, right? This is like, as I was just saying, some cultures actually don't name a child for a while because infant mortality used to be so high. Right. And so I think all the time and coaching about the idea that 
our culture these days, one of the things you will hear always is that a child dying before a parent is unnatural, right? That it's this like terrible, unnatural thing. It's like a violation of the natural order. It's something no one should ever have to experience. I'm obviously not at all doubting that it is a terrible grief to experience. But I just think it's fascinating to think about the fact that that's a purely modern conception, right? Until improved nutrition, basically, and antibiotics, most people who had children experienced losing one or more of their children in childhood, right? Infant mortality was extremely high. Now, that doesn't mean it was not sad and terrible and and grief-stricken for them also, right? But it was not considered abnormal or a strange thing to have happened. It was, in fact, extremely commonplace. Hey, if you want to enrich your self-coaching, better serve your clients, and gain a bigger field of vision around the whole human experience, subscribe to the Outside the White Box podcast. We're bringing together meaty conversations about where all these ideas come from every week for a limited time. You can find the Outside the White Box podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts, and I'll see you later this week for a regularly scheduled Joyful Marketing podcast programming. Hey, if you want a shot of fresh inspiration and actionable tips to improve your marketing every single week in your inbox, you better get on my email list. Sign up to receive my free ebook called 20 Unsolicited Copy Tips. It's been known to get people to come out of the woodwork and ask to work with you. So get on that link in the show notes and I'll see you in your inbox next time.